Welcome back, Ogles, and here we are again, the beefiest birthday of all time. Yeah, it was. it's WrestleMania today. We just we're... Apparently. I mean, they won't know what's coming Wednesday until Wednesday comes. Right. Because yeah. that was a surprise for everybody. It was a surprise for us. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. It just I happened. didn't see what we're going to do coming right now, because this guy's been ducking us forever. <laughs> Because, <laughs> because he has to uh, stand up for a guy that nobody can stand up for. The hottest, most controversial opinion in Globe and Globus theater history. <laughs> I mean, we haven't found a we haven't found a Ginty appreciator yet. No. This those don't exist. Exactly, but we did find one Lauren Avedon fan. Yes, oh. of course, let's just cut to the chase, everybody. Paul London's back. Paul, thank you, you so much. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure to be here in your little audio tournament. Uh, <laughs> ready to compete on behalf of the Avedon camp, unofficially, of course. Uh, but either way, yeah, you guys, you know, may I ask which, you know, and happy, happy belated birthday, T2 individuals. I'm thinking you meant to say beefy birthdays, uh, but. <laughs> Nonetheless, yeah. if I just gave out some uh, personal information, so oh, be it, Captain. Um, so yeah, this is a great this is a great episode. I'm happy to cover it. Uh, yeah, let's. You can't, let's... You can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> no, I can't actually. Because you know, this is episode right 21 now. of season three, entitled "Kicks." I guess just titled kicks. It is. A, it does have some entitlement to it. That's the underlying theme. So <laughs> there I are mean, kicks. It is true. Yeah, they're quite quite. Yeah, this is great. This is great. Uh, '90s action. It, it, it really got, is. It got us hooked because you told us about this a while ago. We did the notes for it a while ago, and we we're like, "Oh, like we're shit. talking a while ago, like close to a year ago." I think. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and right? we were. Let's just be real here. Yeah, yeah. Eh, that's fine. We we don't keep <laughs> track here. Busy we guy, okay. <laughs> we can't keep track of what we did a month ago, yet alone a year ago. So yeah, you're, I mean, you're probably wondering where Paul's been. He was a, basically a fixture of our show for a while there. <laughs> I heard he's, he's trying true. to be the next Carmen San Diego. He's yeah. all over the he, place. He, well, he is. He's yeah. Not, I'm the the fifth pillar. Yeah. I mean, right. Paul. He's he's. If people don't know what's going on with Paul. He's he's back in the squared circle for for limited engagements. All right, <laughs> that's a fire you, sale. He won't open an email <laughs> for at least ten grand to even show up at your fucking rinky dink Russell show. True. And then he's doing he's he's a, a regular guest on his friend Rene Dupree's uh, YouTube show, and yeah. and he also he's doing a show called Cinemarks. Which uh, which uh, um, uh, reviews action movies? You fucking piece of shit! What are you doing? Oh, yo, it, it bounces around. It bounces around. I, I gimmick I infringement to not, you know. But this is also visual, so unfortunately oh, for, the, okay. for the viewers, okay. that's they, right. That's they they might have to look at us. So if there's a way, I don't know. You knew how to get around he's the lawyers fucking, in this he's, situation. He's fake Razor Ramoning us. He's fake Dieseling us. Grace. Oh, come on. Fake <laughs> Razor wasn't bad. That was pretty badass. I mean, that was a pretty sweet gimmick there. With, it saved one person's with, career. With pre-cane, yeah. Diesel, and yeah, that was fun. 
Hey, all of yeah. our platforms, all about we want the conversations to start, and we got we got the conversation started. We see you as being our little brother right now, and that is a <laughs> yeah. big thing in Michigan. We always talk about the little brother that is Michigan State Spartans. So oh. you're our Michigan <laughs> yes. State Spartans. Maybe someday you'll find Tom Izzo and be a real yeah. podcast like us for <laughs> yeah. eight people. Paul, if you ever need uh, advice <laughs> on what not to do, yeah. come come to us. If, right. you want, if you don't want to be a success, come to us. When you I'll hit tell the- you how to do it. When you hit the congete wall, just <laughs> let us know, and we will bond in a way we've never bonded. Well, why do you think it took a year for me to get back on here? I mean, it's, you know. <laughs> uh, you guys try to start with congete? <laughs> no. No, it's a, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be considered any kind of family member with you guys and, uh, you know, the great people in Michigan listening out there and beyond into the <laughs> cosmos. So, it's you know, whether it's the young sibling that gets beat up and thrown down the stairs and you know hung by a fishing wire and maybe had his nuts roasted under a campfire and just all sorts of weird stuff you know i'll still accept it because i know that you're doing it out of love that's and right it's, it's simply to just make me stronger so i can represent the family as an yeah. actual little brother that is close to the experience of being a little brother Okay, all that's what all, I was thinking. Isn't Paul older than you? He can be my little brother. I'm older than Paul, but <laughs> yeah. I don't I, think we'll technically. Pick that. I don't know. Go fucking so what? I'm like the there. middle like dork you're, who's just yeah, you're in limbo the time. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're middle. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Well, let me let's let's think about this, guys. Speaking of middle children that nobody cares about, how about Mitchell oh. children? Lauren Avedon, sell him on me because you're just like you're just singing the praises of Lauren Avedon. We covered King of the Kickboxers and uh, No Retreat, No Surrender two and three, didn't we? Uh, yeah. And yeah, Blood Brothers. No, we did not with two Blood Brothers. No, you, that's, a, uh, that's that's part three. Oh, yes, okay. yes. We did. Was that the one? Uh, Him and uh, Keith Vitale. Keith Vitale with his wrinkled ass suit that yeah. really was bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say the only Against, thing. Like, we'll... the, the great villain who looks like he's out of like, a new wave video. Yeah. yeah the yeah, guy yeah. with the bleached hair. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm forgetting his name, but he's an amazing martial artist. And uh, yeah, I will go on. Go on with your grievances. <laughs> grievances? I'm like, here. Here's your chance. Here's the spotlight, Paul. Sell Lauren uh, Abbott. This is reverse Michiganian psychology that you're trying to throw at me here where <laughs> you know it's it's like you're already putting up your shield and I haven't even thrown anything out yet. So <laughs> I'll just calm down. Yeah. I'm calm just, down. Yeah, okay. That's all right. That's how um, we want a peninsula for fuck's sakes, you know? That's well Yeah. It's a beautiful say. I love Michigan. I'm wearing a Detroit Pistons tank top right now. It's unfortunate this is Solely audio, so you could see that I'm not fibbing. But uh, I love underdogs, and well, we're the it's rich history in Michigan, and so we're big. Like, why are you a Pistons fan? Like, because they fucking suck, but they're <laughs> gonna be good. They're gonna be good. Just watch, they're fighting. So yeah. I am representing from afar. Well, we appreciate it. They need all the support they can get. And Lauren yeah. Abedin needs all the support. You're actually, right now, you're actually no. living where the owner of the Detroit Pistons lives because he doesn't even live here. He doesn't live here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's a powerful man. Uh, he, he, could be, he would be the surprise villain at the end of one of these films. The one that just gets pushed over, of course. Yeah, the one who has like this massive donation in like, the hero's favor 
early on and like all these other kind of things but like really it's just like masking like you know but you still don't have a you have a weird feeling about him yeah especially after you see the way that he tries to like hug uh who was it uh fuck Andre Drummond, I think, when he was drunk or something. Did you see oh, jeez, yeah. You know, was... High five or something, and like it's just, yeah, it was, it was great. Oh no, I remember that. Chauncey. No, oh, Chauncey wasn't on the team when he. Okay, okay, it was a different moment. No, this is like, been... really, oh, like no. three or four years ago. This is like early yeah. at the end of when Andre Drummond was there. So many. It's been rough. Moments. It's been rough. He was showing up at a lot of the games, and yes, oh. he'll show up again. You know, just they, they got to get winning, but there's a lot of changes right. that they are making, and. We'll see what happens. Gotta see what happens. But you know, something that shouldn't be where it's like, well, we'll see what happens. No, it should be extremely, extremely uh, obvious how like, amazing and uh, skilled the technique behind Abaddon's fight game, really, what he brings to the picture. And so, to me, if I had to just say kind of a, an initial defense, is he's not your. Uh, stereotypical action martial arts star because he's not, Tough you know, looking. the physique, he, the what? Tough looking. <laughs> okay, right. Look, okay, here's, so here's, so here's... put that in your back pocket. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. So put that in your in your back pocket. Don't throw it away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's not your he's not your like you said he's not who you would think like an action star. If you're like looking at the screen of different characters that you can choose before you know, an, a fighting game like Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter 2, you're going to click over his face every time, right? Because you're gonna be like, yeah. what this, what does this fucking guy do? Um, so I, I am a huge fan of his because I think he's uh, first just uh, an incredible martial artist. He, he, he is what you see. You know, he's not with uh, a double or anyone doing his action for him. And the only time he's not going to do his own stunts is when it's something really that could entertaining shut the picture down. Well, no, but <laughs> you know, like you take uh, No Treat No Surrender Part Two, for example, and that was his first film, you know, and he pretty much got plucked. We're uh, you know just kind of out of happenstance. He was at his had his dojo training, uh, Jun Chong Martial Arts uh, in Beverly Hills, and was apparently there just beating the crap out of a bag uh, late at night when there were no classes and they were shutting down. Cause he was, you know, at that point kind of, I think one of the, one of the chief instructors there and, you know, he's like six, four, like you said, not really? the, not wow. the intimidating. Yeah. He's six, four. But he looks uh, like um, he's five, six. Like, that's the- no, he's, he's a tall fucking dude. If you, if you Jeez. look up his, uh, his tournament stuff and like his, stuff of when he competed because there's a bit there's footage on youtube of him competing in like england and um doing tournaments with like forms and um there's some sparring stuff of him competing so it's it's impressive and you think about it, he's like he's six four no wonder his kicks and everything look uh oddly different and i say that in the most complimentary way because there's just something different about him and it's because there's you know it's it's six foot four uh, white, fairly dorky kind of looking guy. He's not ugly by any means. Um, yeah. You know, he's an attractive guy, com- especially compared to other white action, you know, martial arts guys of that of that time. They all had their own kind of unique, gruff handsomeness to them, but he didn't have that gruffness to him. He had that kind of anger and rage inside, which uh, 
contributed to a lot of his conveying of of those emotions and uh, you know in his films which love it or hate it look at it as bad acting or overdone acting or whatever it is a particular style that fits these particular types of films um most of his known films you know if you're thinking no treat no surrender Two, king of the kickboxers and uh part three then you know uh blood brothers those are all films done by seasonal film corps so you know those are the the masters of putting together uh the best in terms of that hong kong fighting style you know, which roots itself as well with, you know, is interwoven with that same kind of Jackie Chan uh, fighting style as well. So that's why you see these kind of fairly kind of comedic beats in a lot of these films. And it comes off very goofy, but there's a there is a charm to that. And it, and it works with this style. And that's why I feel a lot of his other pictures maybe weren't as popular because they were a lot, a lot more so just run of the mill kind of action stories. But they really highlight the martial arts. And so when the story suffers or the acting is subpar, if it looked amazing, I mean, you can't deny that. It looked amazing. And that keeps you in and that keeps you hooked. So, you know, it, I just think he's extremely unique in what he brings to the table. And, you know, you go further on, you think like, oh, well, there's, you know, Gary Daniels, another white kind of martial artist uh, coming up at the same kind of time, uh, maybe just a hair after, but um, always just had this, crazy amazing physique right and uh you know also uh english and so he has a different kind of charm to himself as well but in terms of physiques and presentation they're very different you know but they can put they both play detectives or cops or whatever but they do it in their own way and so i just like that they have a uniqueness to them but in defense of avidon i feel that he's a guy who yeah, he looks kind of goofy in a lot of sequences and a lot of scenes. Um, let the girl go. Um, <laughs> it's to me more relatable. Okay. Where I can see myself having a chance at this amazing fantasy world in my head where I'm like, oh my God, that would be amazing to be um, this character and living this thing. That would never happen because I'm not, you know, I don't look like Billy Blanks or. Um, yeah. you know, Matthias Hughes, or, you know, just uh, Jeff Speakman, and you know, just on and on and on. You think of like all these different, I mean, even like Chad McQueen. Chad McQueen was an incredible, in my opinion, incredible, uh, you know, whatever B movie action movie star, uh, that was kind of like right there. But from all from all counts, he just didn't want it. He didn't, yeah, it wasn't that's not what does it for him, you know what I mean? Um, and but you know we could do a whole other episode on Chad McQueen. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we definitely say that Abaddon brings something he, to yeah, this he's a, episode. He's definitely a dork. Yeah, um, there's a reason there's an aftertaste. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hundred like I thought like that's not a bad thing. The thing yeah. about Abaddon is like I don't know. It's like he i there's no doubt he's legit martial artist 100%. he would beat the shit out of me in a fight but he's such a geek i would still fight him that's so funny you <laughs> no, know it's like, like i go i can take him i can yeah. take him even though he would fuck me up i admit that yeah but i don't know right. so then with like each each time that he would fuck you up you would you would 
<laughs> I'd be like, pretty no. quickly you get to the no. point where you're like, I he, I'm a huge fan of his. I love him. I think he's great. Like, no, I would just knock me out again. Um, I mean, no, I, well, I don't know. After like, you told me six four, maybe I would be like, whoa, I don't want to fuck with. Yeah, you. really. Well, uh, I, he, he, he can. He stand, gives off little he, man energy. He could stand three or four feet probably from you and tag you. You know, yeah, like right. pretty, pretty effortlessly, I would imagine. And he's still in great shape. I mean, he's. Uh, yeah, I mean, he he, he look. You can see that it's, he looks very much like how you remember, but he's still in great shape. Um, so, I mean, he yeah, he's not. Yeah, stacks up there with uh, Hasselhoff because Hasselhoff looks like a giant compared to his he's towering co- over that kid. That, that was yeah, yeah. I was. Like, I, I think Hasselhoff is uh, six four as well. I think. Oh, okay. I'm is not. That- he might be six five. Like you see that I'm kid under his arm, and it looks like Hasselhoff is using him as a crutch. As a crutch, yeah. And he's supposed to be helping the kid walk. It was like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. But we'll get. Are you talking what? about David Charvet at the beginning, or yeah? It no, like it's Char- the kid that oh. the, kid. Oh, the kid that's sleeping in his car. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like he's deaf. Like, is he hard of hearing? What's going on with yeah. that kid? Yeah, he was like uh, on the verge of going with the cool as ice route, and then <laughs> you know, but then he was. Yeah, he was stuck in like this Brian Bosworth kind of mini. Yeah, interesting. It it's an interesting arc we have to travel with him in this episode, and so we'll we'll go through it as we go through every episode here. And we're starting out on the beach where you know you. Of course, got... we're watching fucking Baywatch. It's we're watching be on the Baywatch, beach. of course. But you know who doesn't have kickboxing? We're... I'm sure California still has kickboxing tournaments on the beach. Yeah, of course, every know. weekend. I just came from one. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Of course, yes. <laughs> sure. That's why it took me so oh. long to get on here. Yeah. Were you a Baywatch guy? This is the first episode I think That's, Griff and yeah. I have ever seen. No. <laughs> I really wasn't. <laughs> just an I, mean, I just, yeah. Well, I mean, this that when I say that '90s style of action, it has a you know, if you can think of the the fight scenes or the action, even when they do like stunts and stuff on Baywatch, because obviously, like anyone else, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but it wasn't something where I was like, oh, oh I can't wait to see the next episode, and I start. You know, yeah. watching it, I'm hooked, and I know all the characters' names. Like, you know, any of these characters or actors that I recognize, or whatever, is because they were showing up on MTV Rock and Jock or something else that I was watching, and you would see them on magazine covers or whatever. But it wasn't something where I would seek out the show every week. <laughs> you know, Baywatch um, Nights is amazing. Baywatch, Baywatch Nights. Nights, season two. I don't know what that is. Like, <laughs> it well, sounds. Like- an alternative Skittles or something like <laughs> Mitch Buchanan. It wasn't enough. That he was it wasn't enough that he was saving lives during the day on the beach. At night, he would solve crimes. That was the first season. The second season, because X Files was so hot at that time, paranormal crimes. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so That's weird. It. I don't. God, I don't know. Mitch, I don't know. Mitch actually exercised a demon out of a girl one time. He fought a fucking Viking that was frozen in <laughs> oh, ice. Is this another Baywatch season? Baywatch Nights. Nice. Baywatch Nights. Nice. So it's like a darker twist to it. It's X Files meets yeah. Baywatch. It's exactly. Okay, I get what you. Okay, I get what you're saying now. Okay, wow. Okay. He and took it's the same of- cast with like a few add-ins. Yeah, I, I think it's like Hasselhoff with a different cast. Yeah, I think it was a complete. You, we don't know Baywatch enough to know if it was. The We're the night owls of town. 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah. right. They so took on a, a werewolf. It was pretty intense. Yeah. What? And so, but he has Mitch Buchanan, right? So then yes, he's, yeah. still he's like, oh, good thing we survived that werewolf. <laughs> well, yeah. like about an hour before I beat shift. I'm going to go take a shower, guys. Thanks. Good job. I'll see y'all a little bit later. Like, you know, what is he? Does, yeah. it, does it mention his his beach duties ever? Yeah, they he's he's, he's like moonlighting yeah. as a as a private Literally eye. moonlighting. Yeah. So no, I mean, like, oh my oh gosh. You <laughs> might have to come on for a big yeah. nights. Lifeguard. I, I, I got to look at the guest list and see who who they had on there. That I'm like, oh. this is another dude. He's just dorky as hell, but he's amazing in this regard. Let me let me show you and break it down. Um, I, it would be interesting yeah. to find another one because, as we know, in this episode, and we'll get to later, Hasselhoff does not want to do the stunt work. He fails well, out of the ring. Oh, what in the the opening bit? This is at the end that I'm talking about. But oh, right. right Right now, in Mitch... the kitchen scene fight. Yeah, in the kitchen scene fight. Okay, yeah, yeah. he disappeared. So, I just like too that you know you you get to see Abaddon. I'm trying to think if if he had played a heel before this. I know he did in like L.A. Street Fighter, which was technically I guess first movie, but that was using all the like a ton of the students from Jun Chong's martial arts, and you know like. um the re the re brothers like uh philip and simon reed did that film la street fighter so uh that one's a pretty cool one too but he appears in there just in briefly in the background um so as being a heel this is kind of like his first bit and you can kind of tell right off the back because it's funny you get like that that zoom close up on him and he's looking just really interested but then kind of notices something and he's just like a spectator, like a spectator watching these kickboxing uh, exhibition or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, you know, right on the beach. Like right you said, the- it's very common. I came from one just just a few hours ago. <laughs> uh, I have another one tomorrow in the morning. So you know, it's good stuff. It's good business. It's great attraction. We get this guy here close up. Who is he? He's really some, you know. So what's going on? And then he pulls out the the perv camera. You know, even though he's probably about, I don't know, five feet from the ring, um, he pulls he's out scouting. this. Yeah, he's scouting. But then he notices that familiar face. How can you forget it? Old uh, Mitch. Yeah. Captain Mitch Buchanan. That's right. <laughs> Curly mullet. Big kind of Harry and the Henderson's demeanor. Uh, yeah, I like the guy. How can you? I mean, he's. I mean, uh, this is the best awesome. I've seen Abaddon. Like I did, like in terms of just like acting wise, you're talking, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, no, yeah, his action is better than the other movies. What is that? Yeah, action? oh no, I just yeah. met him as like a fucking you, you character, look at him and you're just like, villain. yeah, you look like I hate I, that I, guy. I'm instantly. creeped out, like yeah. he's got yeah. that perfect face, he's got the perfect demeanor on his face. When he's noticing, all Mitch. he needed was to wear the the baseball cap floating on his head, like he did yeah. in uh, No Retreat, No Surrender. That too, did it for he, me. That uh, would do it. Yeah, it was just it was just levitating over his head. Uh, I don't know what that was. Which is a friendly American tourist, guys. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but no. If you read up on his his uh, his story, it's pretty interesting. Just like I was getting back to, he um, answered the phone call at the dojo just randomly, and they were lo- it was. Um, you know, seasonal films, 
producer, Roy Haran, and he was basically looking for martial artists, and he was looking for somebody f- to replace Kurt McKinney. Um, and then they were also needing to replace Jean-Claude Van Damme because this was technically No Retreat, No Surrender 2. And oh, those yeah. two had uh, signed deals, like, and it was in their contract that they were to come back for this, but then they both broke their agreements kind of at the last minute. And there's rumors that uh, it was because Van Damme talked him out of it. And he was like, no, we'll go to Cambodia and the, the pirates, they're going to rape us. Um, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's out there. And yeah, so they, they, they were kind of in a bind. Yeah, so they were looking for martial artists. And it was like, you know, I think they were like, he needs to be over 6'2 or 6'1. And <laughs> he, he just fit the Shivdi yeah, Johnny Bravo. Yeah. He just fit I'm not team. kidding. Yeah, and like a week later, he's on a on a plane to Thailand to go shoot his first movie. Like it's a pretty cool little story. Yeah, that's cool. Um, you know, so you don't have to humor me. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that is legit. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Oh, yeah, here's, here's the thing. Oh, oh. No, here's the thing about Avdon. We're not we're not shitting on his martial arts. That's yeah. fine. The action scenes are fine. Everything else, fine. even fine, is an understatement. Okay, they're they're outstanding. Okay, yeah, this guy is the closest thing visually to, um, God, what was the is it Final Fight? He's the closest thing to was it Cody or whatever in Final Fight. Um, he was, uh, again like a very relatable character to somebody who doesn't look like Hagar. Or have the the background of a guy, and I'm going off of like video game references here because, in a way, you're watching now the movie version of a Joe. lot of this kind of action. Right. Yeah, but these are the guys who can actually a lot of times do the action for the most yeah. part that the video games that kids and the people in the demographic watching these films are also playing, and so it it gives them a different outlet to to kind of live uh, yeah. a fantasy. You know, while they're watching it, hoping to get taken away in this storyline, they're like, "Oh, this fucking dorky guy!" I'm like, "I'm pretty sure that's him doing all these kicks." Oh, wow, that is him! Wow, this is impressive. However, they look at it, or they could just write it off and be like, "This fuck, this is the lead." No, this is fuck this. Um, yeah, I get that. You know, because I do. I'm that way with certain actors or actresses where I'm like, "Oh, this uh, no, I'm good." Uh, <laughs> you know, so I get it. You know, I just I'm I just I. I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan of what he brings to the table. He's very different. You think of white martial artists again, you think like Scott Atkins. He's like probably the guy, you know, for sure in terms of just being built and his background and his, his ability and his resume and everything he brings to the table and his knowledge and experience and look, obviously, I think I said that first. So um, he's the guy, you know, in, in a lot of ways. And again, Avedon doesn't, you know, I wouldn't think of them for the same part, you know. I just wouldn't. He definitely belongs to a martial arts era era that I appreciate far more than many others because his shit does look real. Like, in all the movies we covered of his, the shit's looking good. They don't have a lot of quick cuts and everything. And, even and a lot of times it is. It's, like, pretty stuff. real. They're connecting on a lot of that. That's yeah. what I'm talking about in terms of that Hong Kong style. So it's it's pretty brutal, you know. I think that they filmed that massive uh, cage set Punjabi match like, yeah. in, at the end of King of the Kickboxers 
with Billy Blanks, I, I want to say they that whole fight sequence, they filmed that over two weeks. Like it took two weeks to film just that last fight. That's um, it's a cool fight too. Especially it went on to inspire even more stuff. Yeah, and he tells a story where when he got to that set, he was looking at it and the bamboo spikes were all real. And so he told them like, wait, like you can't do this. Like this isn't like none of this is safe. And I can't remember how they like I think they either like uh dulled them down or something, but they were, you know, like everything was it was, you know, when they got there, they had to give them their passports and they weren't allowed to, like, there was some, there's some crazy stories behind Never Treat No Surrender 2 um, and King of the Kickboxers. But yeah, um, Keith Cook, he's another just masterful martial artist that you have to wonder, you're like, are they speeding up the tape? And they're not. And maybe in some instances they are, but I felt the, the same way about Asimov in this movie. I was like, are they speeding the tape up? Because he's making <laughs> quick kicks he was doing. Oh, man. Yeah. I think he trained Hasselhoff a little bit, like, privately as well. Okay. Try to I get can't him guarantee up. that, but I feel... Because I know he trained Lorenzo Lamas, and he trained a bunch of other people. Um, the Lorenzo Lamas one is a fucking disaster. <laughs> yes. 100%. Reno Reigns? Reno Reigns. Well, apparently, he broke his nose when they were training and shooting a, a self-defense bullying video or something. Avedon was like helping him with and producing and doing all this stuff for him, and playing the like fall guy in this self-defense video for kids or something. Like, maybe they were breaking Avedon's nose, and then just ghosting him on the whole thing, and not paying for it, and like all it just it became this huge deal. I think there was like a litigation behind it. I think it's acceptable if it's Lauren Abbott. <laughs> I mean, most times I say that's fucked up, but it's Lauren. <laughs> okay, I see what you're. Okay, so you all right. Some convincing to do. Let's go with it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're Abaddon's, at the beach tournament. He's playing a Kickboxing. character called Mike, right? Yes. Abaddon's character. Okay. Mike, and his there's a guy named Matt. There's not enough M names. Mitch, no. Matt, Mike. Mitch, Matt, Mike. He is a heartthrob guy, Dave Dave Charvet or something, right? Yeah, yeah, I think, okay. yeah, yeah. So yeah, Mitch is training Matt. Yeah, and he's got the he's got the fucking 90s. floppy nineties parted 90s down the middle haircut with the fucking headband on. At this point, I'm like, maybe Lauren's not so bad because I can at least appreciate Lauren Evans' hair. It's I didn't tight. like this. Yeah, it's tight. It's tight. You no, know, I like that. I'm He's like, got kind of a yeah. pillowy button-up shirt on. He's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt, isn't he? It He's was a Hawaiian There's shirt. a lot of tucked-in shirts. There's a lot of sweatpants. pants. Tucked-in. Who the fuck tucks their fucking T-shirt into their sweatpants? I saw hey, a lot man, of that. Have you been on those windy beaches of Venice or whatever? I mean, there's Can't there's play. some wind gusts. You don't want the sand getting all up in there. Uh, yeah. You know, it could so compromise your style. Yeah. So apparently, yes, Matt is going to – he's the up-and-comer. He's going to win this tournament due to the tutelage of Mitch, yeah, ex-Navy of course. Seal. Of course. Of course. And he's giving, he's giving him all the, the, the coach from Punch-Out thing, stick and move, stick and move. You know, yeah, that's and, all he you know, And it's working. He's handling this guy. Maybe he's handling him a little too easy because he's getting a little cocky, this Matt yeah, Of course he is. Mm-hmm. 
And Mitch, and uh, what was Mike? Mike. So many fucking M names. Mike, Mike. is taking pictures. <laughs> He's scouting Matt. And then he noticed, like, like Paul said an hour ago, he notices Mitch. And we're like, he's With like, the help of that big extender lens that you use for like game hunting or something. Right. <laughs> and he scowls. He sells it. You can see it in the back. You can see it in the nosebleed seats. He's like, oh my God. He's doing yeah. a great job of conveying some emotion here. That's right. Mitch giving perfect tutelage. He's just like, sweep the leg, you know, everything. Yeah. Your hair looks great. Yeah. <laughs> you got a nice tan. Jesus. That's right. It's important in the kickboxing. There's been a lot of tan talk. A lot today. of tan. I mean, oh, how, how, and you would think we're talking about Terminator, yet we were talking about tans throughout the thing. Yeah. So uh, we're also seeing this like hillbilly girl. I don't remember what character that is, but she's yeah. I guess like she's a regular at this point, and then there's like we start to see the the blonde dude walk up right too. The yeah. Who What's is his face? Yeah. Probably, let's see. We've got Matt. We've got Mike. We've got Mitch. Steve. It's probably like. It's Steve. Oh, it's. Okay. Yeah. So Steve. Steve who, sounds right. Steve, who I was like, is it a Louis Ferrigno situation? Is he hard of hearing? Because he had the weirdest fucking voice. Weirdest voice. He's. And tiny little, weird boys. Yeah, tiny little bowl cut going on. No, he had the fucking vanilla ice. Hair. Oh, vanilla ice. Okay. Yeah, he yeah, he looked kind of like a Brian Bosworth vanilla ice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's fucking ripping off the Apollo Creed shorts with the he American did. flag. I don't appreciate yeah. that. I want he's looking at the hillbilly girl, like the country girl or whatever the Yeah, he has Summer the... was her character. Summer, that's right. He ends Go up figure. Coming... Yeah, get him with her. And Summer. So... <laughs> so Mike confronts Mitch. Hey there, Pally. You know who that yeah. guy is? I wouldn't let him train me for nothing. Everything I'm not he tells you to do, do the what? opposite. <laughs> And I'm not exaggerating. That's how Lauren Avedon talks. It's another reason why he irritates yeah. me. Paul can't he, sounds like a 19, he sounds like a 1920s tough guy. <laughs> hey there, you. No, <laughs> he's okay. Knock the block off. This is a super over-exaggeration, people listening, <laughs> whose true future and lives depend on the truth. Accurate. <laughs> it depends on it is not accurate. <sighs> he's just, you know, he's got a real, like, Newport Beach douchebag accent to him. I, oh, that's what we'll call it. I can't say I've been to Newport Beach, so I can't argue with that. That might <laughs> yeah, be wow. tough Newport. The guy you're describing looks like fucking Mr. Peanut with a monocle, <laughs> and a top hat or something, and a fucking mustachio. Exactly. He's got a new tropical peanut coming out. So, like, <laughs> like we said, he's fucking, you know, just whatever he does, don't do it. And right. then, and Mitch is pissed off about that because we learned there's some there's some history they were they were navy seals together mitch trained mike everything he knew right and right or uh, not mike his new matt his new protege is like well are you gonna let this guy talk to you and he's like of course i am yeah. turn the other cheek and walk away and so we That's start right. to walk, mitch and uh matt start to walk away but mike how did mitch ruin mike's life again there was some situation like Mike was doing something illegal him, right? and he bitched. He like ratted doing him out. Doing the towel or something? I thought he ratted him out on something ratted he was doing. Out. I don't know. <laughs> Every time Lauren talks, I just like space out. I'm just like, what? Come on, man. This is good writing. This is, I mean, Baywatch went on for how many seasons? Nine? Yeah, and it was huge. Yeah. That's a hit. 
So all right, you we know? got the, we got the tension between <laughs> Mike, Mitch, and Matt. And too many fucking M names. And then we got Summer and Steve. Everybody's there's more. There's more letters in the alphabet, people. So Summer. All the storylines have to be alliteration, like groups yeah. of alliterated. Yeah. <laughs> so Steve is like gonna walk out into the ocean, like commit suicide. I don't know what he's doing. He's just walking out in the ocean. Right. And Summer's like, "Hey, don't do that. Yeah. You'll get cramps. It's, you just ate. It's just too cold." Yeah. I'm a fish, man. It's okay. It, no, he did, he said like. I didn't oh, know Mary, that. No. That's how we talk. I know it is. It just sounds awful. I know no, it's it accurate and true. I will give you that. It that is, is accurate and true. Can we? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and do it. <laughs> like, he already, like he, he, he's already punch drunk like, throughout <laughs> this whole thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's it. yeah, it's quite it's the exhibit. One too many head kicks. So, like a good action movie, we go straight to the Pilates machine. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, you build, you gotta build your core, dude. You're right. Be doing these kicks. And that's Mitch's True. training style. He's not like, let's go to the kickback. He's like, let's go to the Pilates machine. Well, he, he was like, at the time, I guess this was a new thing. He's like, this is the state of the art training equipment. It's called a Pilates machine. You ever seen one, Matt? Yeah. No, I and haven't. It's like the lifeguard station, isn't it? Or yeah, the lifeguard yeah. or the break room or something. It's yeah. an indoor break room. Yeah, it's their, it's their gym. It's which is like break yeah. room. Yeah, right. There's yeah. like a fucking like, speed bag, a fucking heavy bag, a, and a, a bagel pot. over here, and yeah. coffee, and just watching everybody work out. And you didn't even get a chance to watch it. You remember this episode? It's edgy. We, we had, by the way, we didn't point out fucking Judo Jean LaBelle is the fucking ref. I was about to say, yeah, Judo Jean LaBelle. He was he he played ref a lot of times. He was the referee in Kickboxer too. Man. Uh, starring Sasha Mitchell, another one of these kind of white, dorky yeah. looking, like yeah, to I the average with... person who's like, I want Schwarzenegger and Stallone. Um, you know, same thing. You're sitting here thinking, like, what? Cody Lambert or whatever his character was on yeah. uh, Step by that. Step? Step by Step, yeah. Yeah. Um, he pulled it off. You're like, yeah. yeah, you're like, he's taking over. Excuse me. He's taking over for Van Damme and Kickbox. What? But it's awesome. I think Kickboxer 2 is one of the best films from that time period. Um, it's, it's not bad. Hey, it's great. I don't hate it. Hey, I, I grew great. up in love with Van Damme, so I can't I can't say it's better than Van Damme. I can't do it, but I see exactly where you're coming from. I didn't see any tippy-tap kicks in Kickboxer 2. You didn't, you didn't what? See what? Tippy-tap kicks. That's what Van no. Damme did in the Kickboxer. Yeah. Did Power. Power, yeah, kids. Exactly. Kurt Sloan over here. Tippy tap shit. Power. Yeah, exactly. Power with that slimy mustache. Ah, catch me every time. So um, here's where our episode is going to turn into pure Baywatch drama. Because yeah. Summer walks in the room and sees Matt, or Matt sees her, and he's like, Oh, are you spying for your new boyfriend, Steve? Did he do the stutter gimmick? I forgot. That'd be hilarious. I might have added that. (laughs) But hey, remember, people, this show's all about tits and ass. So Pam Anderson walks into the frame. (laughs) CJ's her character's name. Of course. And she's like, Mitch, I don't know. Should I keep this minimum wage lifeguard job with no benefits? Or should I become a world-famous model? Oh, yeah, this creepy photographer guy. So creepy. I was like, I I don't know if I want to say this. He'll probably beat me up. But I was getting heavy uh, your Rene Dupree guy vibes off of this guy. He looked like him. 
No, I mean, he did. Well, he didn't have the body, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, I was, like I, I don't know. I don't. Know, I guess I have, maybe... to, I have to look at it from that perspective. But I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> you know, they definitely have the the French, you know, connection. I should say, but yeah, I have to look back at it. Yeah, this well, French... I'll put that one in my back pocket. French photographer Elaine Duchet. Yeah. And he's like, he's going to make her a star. And she's like, I don't know. Should I keep the shitty lifeguard job or should I become a model? I, I Photography seems like something I'd be interested in. And Mitch is like, well, you know, I got bamboozled into posing nude for a, a calendar. That's right. And you should watch out for these sleazy, slimy French guys That's with right. poop earrings. You can't trust them. That's right. Look mm-hmm. out, CJ. And she's just like, well, okay. And he's like, hey, CJ. Do what your heart tells you to do. Better yet, don't do what your heart tells you to do. Here's a dart. Throw it at the dartboard over here that's so clearly labeled do, don't do. Lands on <laughs> do it. No, she hits the, she totally misses the dartboard and hits the Nike sign. Just, Just do, it. do it. Fuck. Nice little advertising they throw in. <laughs> they no, did she really? I don't remember. Yeah. She it, does. Yeah. Because that's the thing. She's supposed to be such a ditz, she can't even hit a fucking dartboard. Oh my God. So she's gonna, head, awesome. she's gonna head <laughs> straight to Alain Duchet. Yeah. And he is on the beach doing a photo shoot. He's got all these babes around. She's feeling a little intimidated. She's like, I thought I was the only one. Right. He's wearing his best baggy MC Hammer pants, flowing shoes sweater, with no yeah. socks. Oh. Just, <laughs> just, just greasy French shit. You're just like, ugh. Yeah, we have two bad guys in this episode, and they're both killing it on the uh, wardrobe. Is he bad, or is he just trying to make CJ be... Or, as he says, CJ. CJ. Be oh, the best. I can't stand this guy. <laughs> best model she can be. Well, by the I end of the episode, I think we learn his true colors. Yeah. Red, white, and blue. <clears throat> That's so, right. We. Oui. No, it's yellow. That's what his true oh, okay. color is. We, oui, we. Oui. So yeah, he's just like Sujay, you you came, and so we get a nice little montage. She's getting the makeup put on. There's some fucking weirdest shit. Like there's like a, a a couch on the beach. They're taking pictures. Right. There's a there's a one of those <laughs> one of those like British guards with the big hat. Yes. Oh, like, yeah. It was a mannequin. mannequin. Yeah. yeah. Jupiter or whatever they're called. Yeah. yeah, and then she's on like a carousel, like a horse carousel. Like, it, what's going on with it? I guess. Look, we're just simple people from the Midwest. We don't. There are elements of the fantasy that the the, the tastes of what she could be living for real. <laughs> yes. yeah. You could go to <laughs> London. You can ride a horse. That might be yeah, fun. play with funny furry hat, please. Touch it. Sit oh, yeah, touch on a it. sit on a couch. You can do that now. You are Cinderella now. All right, so she's yeah. loving it. She's going to be the next big thing. Why not? Not next the best morning. representative for blondes. <laughs> next day, uh, Steve is apologizing for Summer for almost murdering Matt. We forgot to mention that. He beat the fuck out of Matt. Yeah. Steve's actually a really good kickboxer. Right, because he's yeah. desperate. Because all he's living out of his fucking car. He's yeah. got the he hunger. reminds me of that other... Sorry, who was, remember that one boxing movie that came out? It was... And the the lead was a similar similar looking guy. He was almost like a like a younger Ivan Dragoy looking guy, American. But hmm. God, what boxing movie was he in? But 
I don't I'll have to think about it. But it was a, you thought, I think he was also in, um, oh man, it's going to fucking, <laughs> I can't remember, a different football movie, Longest Yard. I think he appeared in that too. But there was this white guy, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, but he was in a boxing film. So like, I got a similar, once I mention it and bring it up to your attention, it'll probably be like days from now. But you'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, I see the connection. Good thing that was available to us <laughs> a week ago, you piece of shit. We'll do an addendum. Um, if you come, just let us know. We'll record <laughs> 30 seconds, add it to the episode. But, yeah. 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 Either which way, I mean, the guy is a, I don't know. He's a like him or hate him, I think, kind of character. And I just, this was a character I didn't really care for at all. Well, I didn't care about his stupid sob story, living in his car and all that stupid bullshit. I was like, okay. Like, and- well, he explains. He's like, Stoma, you like to swim. That's why you're a lifeguard. I like my, <laughs> my father beat me. That's why I like to fight. That's how he, that's how he sounded. You know that's I don't really No, yeah, I'll give that like a I got 89%. The perfect have another impression, and I have the perfect Steve. No, okay. Now we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. It's the problem is they wrote the character to sound incredibly stupid no i think that's how he talks i know no, think, no yeah. i'm saying his lines that he i mean well, i think there. it's great if they if he's like a hard of hearing actor and they're, they're like saying who cares if he can't hear let but, him do the role but you like to swim so you became a swimmer <laughs> no a lifeguard all right <laughs> i my, my father beat me i became a fighter <laughs> you know i'm it's, guessing that was all improv <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm sure that probably was his car he's living out of. Yeah. Because this, this yeah, is... they'll just show up in your car. Trust me, we'll walk I you mean, through it. Okay. If we're being honest, unfortunately, first of all, even like I don't—is was there any money, like big time money, in kickboxing in the nineties? Yeah, Did absolutely, man. Okay, nice. Okay, so all those I mean, movies lied to us. You look up like Benny I mean, Urquidez. He's probably the best, you know, of all of them. Okay, so his right. dream is he's like, I will become a pro, and then you'll get a career in Hollywood. Yeah, and she's just like, eh, okay, I'm pretty okay being here, making minimum wage, not getting any benefits, you know, <laughs> right? Saving lives, right? It's fulfilling. And just as he says that, uh, Matt shows up, and he's jealous. He's like, Hey, Palooka, get away from my friend, and. And then Mike shows up. This so, like I said, I'm gonna get confused. There's so many fucking M names. There is, and and like and he shows up like like a Corvette. Or, it was like the most douchey kind of car. So, like you know what, Lauren is killing it on this episode. But like, yeah. he's he's rolls to be a douche, and he's doing a great job. He, yeah, he's perfect. Like rolls up. So. Yeah, perfect douche. And he rolls up in his Corvette, and he's like, you better believe it. You're going to be farting in silk, Steve. <laughs> yeah, work with me. You're going to do you're gonna go big things for you, you see? He kicks in, you God. see? Why is he? Uh, okay, go on. <laughs> yeah. And so he just drives off, and he gets in the, the passenger car of the Corvette, and they take off. Yeah. So we come in through, and I believe they actually get in. So we got an actual match here going on. Yes, this is. Uh, I don't know Matt what. and Steve. Yeah, so they, they, this was still when I think they were boxing out on the beach. Yeah, there's every boxing match takes out place on the beach. Okay, yeah. so they Matt's, filmed it all in one day. Matt's confident as fuck. He's gonna win because he's mad. He's got floppy hair. Right. Even if he, him and Summer have kind of patched up their friendship, so he's thinking he she's on his side too. 
No, she's on fucking Steve's side. She she's interested. Look at in Steve's that. a winner. He's got the fucking cool ass like Polynesian tribal tattoos on his shin. He's ready to fuck shit right. up. You know? He and sees Matt every day. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Mike, of course, on the sideline screaming for death. Kill him! I want to see blood. <laughs> Taking his Polaroid pictures, getting full like yeah. extensions in there and everything. He wants. He's got it on a tripod. He's just yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's angles, all that. He's leaning he should, forward. He should be the one yep. taking pictures of CJ, not CJ? not Elaine. Oh, really? Oh, totally. He, he could have played both roles for me. You know, right? I could totally see him being like a creepy rapist type yeah. photographer yeah. and an inept kickboxer. I don't. I don't like that. This is an A and B plot, and Avedon got shorts. You know, he got the well, short what, end. Of the what are you working here. with? You're working with Avedon. You gotta like. You gotta. <laughs> you gotta like. It's accentuate the positives and downplay the negatives. So like, but that's for any actor, right? Come on, let's think about it. I mean, let's think about it. Look at the accentuation they had to do for Mitch Buchanan to look like a credible fighter. We're good. We're good. <laughs> All right, so so fucking Matt's getting handed to him because why? Because uh, Steve wants it more. Steve He's living out of his fucking car. Yeah, secret, the secret techniques. He's giving him more incentive. You know what I mean? Juan, sorry. So Mitch <laughs> is like, stop trading blows. Get this guy mad. Get him off his game. Right. And all that does is make Steve beat the shit out of Matt even more. He fucking yeah. destroys Matt. Good. But he gives him an illegal elbow. He throws one of those fucking AEW weak-ass fucking elbows, knocks him out, gets disqualified. Judo Gene is right on the case. Yeah, that's yeah. disqualification. It's the only referee. No funny business, business here. It's the only referee you need. So Steve, Also the referee and kickboxer, too. Sorry, I think I mentioned that already, but go ahead. Just reiterating the greatness of kickboxer, too. It's, it's going on. So Steve, he's lost. All his dreams are going up in smoke. It's it's over with. Yeah, this one fucking beach tournament. Yeah, and that was for what, like ten grand, or what do you say? How much was the I, prize money? I don't know. If that was worth ten grand, man, there was not an audience there for it. It was, it was, like <laughs> it was, 10, it was a pot show. It was just like ten grand. No, that's nothing. I'm going down the beach to the fifty thousand dollars. It might not have been ten. It was something. Interesting. Yeah. Well, all he got was a trophy because he storms off, and Summer brings him his trophy to his car. Right, where she notices his Ninja Turtle sheets. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to look at the stars. <laughs> I want to be a star. Second place means nothing. Where second place? <laughs> Your second place is just the number one loser. <laughs> Doesn't he break it or something? Break the trailer? Yeah, he breaks it. He's just pissed. Yeah. Man. And so, then who? Just when he's at his weakest moment, who shows up? Mike. That fucking heel ass. Hey Tommy. there. Good just the guy I'm looking for. How about one of these? You ever seen a hundred dollar bill, kid? Here it is. Lobster, like lobster tail coat and everything with the cane, <laughs> white gloves. Exactly. He's got the monocle. Menace. Monocle, Monocle yeah. Out. Just the life, the Quack. human version of Mr. Peanut. He's twirling a mustache. <laughs> he's, he's killing it here. This is where I like yeah. that. And I'm like, stick with the Mr. Peanut. That's that's where you belong. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a nice little gag here where he pulls a white silk glove out of his pocket and pops on. Steve, I got a little something for you here. $10. <laughs> 
$20, and he does that all the way up to 100 and meet me here tomorrow at five, kid, and there's five of those waiting for you. That's mm. oh, that's five hundred. He gave him hundred, didn't he? What did he give him? Like, give him hundred. Yeah, give him hundred dollars, Bill. Yeah, he popped him. Okay, so him. then this is in what nineteen ninety one or 90? three or four or something like that. It is ninety three. It is a, It's okay. Don't worry, Murray so can do the math here. That's ninety three thousand dollars today. Judge, yeah, adjusting for inflation, <laughs> that's ninety three thousand. So he wouldn't even have to win the the tournament. That's no, right, he could throw it even if he wanted, to, for, for, you know, just for giggles. So guys, okay, we're getting bored. We need some more Pam Anderson. We need boobs. CJ this, and Elaine. It's really just the storyline that you can't wait to get back on and know what's going on. So. See, people, this is what you had to do before internet porn. You had to watch shit like Baywatch. Know, really? We're but also off. at the same time, sorry to cut you off, but this is a very important situation that could solve <laughs> everyone's problems in life. But they they, they had the, the storyline that was kind of geared towards the female audience, which would have been like the CJ and Pierre or whatever the hell. Yeah. Uh, like their storyline, I felt like that was kind of geared towards the female audience watching Baywatch, which is smart. And then obviously the kickboxing uh, plot and, was I mean, geared yeah, towards the male audience oh, and gonna, the CJ. I was going to say small gonna... children because it's Avedon, <laughs> but, yeah. I, I mean, small one. children, medium children, big children. Um, it's, you know, sixty-year-old children. There's so there's a lot of them. Yeah, Benjamin Button children. <laughs> CJ Everything. and Elaine are going over the pictures. There's something missing from these pictures. She's not slutting it up enough. He can, but he My can bring that suit. out. She's like, CJ, you, what is this? You you look like an American girl, American girl. I want to slut, a whore. And I can draw it out of you if you trust me. <laughs> Look at my lips. Pretend my lips are the camera lens. Kiss me like I'm a camera. And then he just goes in with that. They, I, in France, they just call it kissing. But yep. it's French kissing here in America. Right. And he ah, just tongue down the throat. <laughs> They're in this very taste. There's like a fucking wood-burning stove in the middle of the room. That's right, yeah. Very, well, Griff, we always say, there's nothing sexier than fucking in front of, of right. open this fire. almost, almost so. gets onto the speeds and scale. But, yeah. I mean, come on. It's Baywatch. And he's like, tomorrow I will open you up like an oyster. You will be the whore that I need. And so now, that's, now we set that up. Next morning. This is Steve's best look. Yes. He's going for Mario <laughs> of the Mario Brothers fame. He's got his blue overalls. Paul, on. tell the truth. Did you ever wear a pair of overalls with one of them undone? One of the bibs undone? No. God, I like uh no, I would tell you. Okay. But there is a nice connection though to Kickboxer 3, also <laughs> starring Sasha Mitchell when he flies to Brazil, which is where most of that film takes place. He, you have to look up Sasha Mitchell Kickboxer 3, and you'll see. He's wearing red suspenders with no shirt underneath. I guess if he's flying on a plane. On a plane? And, he's not wearing yeah, a shirt? A yeah, there's no shirt. It's like, seriously, look it up. It's, it's like him and Zian are flying to Brazil to compete in this exhibition or something, and that's his, like, you know, international flight wear. Is these red oh. painter <laughs> suspenders, <laughs> no shirt funny. underneath? 
I don't know if oh. you found it or if you can see it, but it's pretty awesome. It's good you got to do Kickboxer 3 now just for that scene. Just for that scene. That one's like an action movie. It's like machine guns and drug traffickers, you know, human trafficking. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was sex trafficking, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's awesome in its own right, you know. But That one didn't have Tong Po, right? That was the one that no, did. No. No. But there's the Tong Po twist in this episode of Kicks. But we'll get there. <laughs> well, we're waiting for it. So, yeah, he's got his best overalls with a one button undone. He's wearing some fresh white Reeboks. He's got his fuck. Did he have the overall legs tucked into his socks? I remember that was a big look was at it, this episode, yeah, too. Yeah, was it tucked in or was it just coughed? I don't know, but it bothered me. I remember. Me. I would guess tucked in. Yeah, I think it was tucked. You know? He's like, Stoma, I apologize. <laughs> he's like my dad abused me i watched my mom get beaten every day that's why i became a fighter and good technique did... what good technique my dad he was good technique beating that bitch up she was a stupid whore mother didn't love me she got just... to and then just when she's about to talk him out of this life of fighting hey there <laughs> somebody say mike it's our man. He's like got a cane now. He's like kicking his feet out when he's coming up to him. <laughs> the Monopoly guy. Yeah. Yeah. He is slowly yeah. aging back in time. <laughs> yeah. More yeah. and more vaudeville as the episode goes. Yeah. 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 When, when they actually tried to stop the fight, he had a giant hook that he like pulled. <laughs> Pulled the head out of the, right yeah. the ring. That's true. That, that part is true. But no, he's 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 conniving. This guy is layered. He is layered, man. He is a viper and a wolf, yeah, and a aggressive swan, and uh, you know a stink lizard. He has all these crazy things coming at you in different waves. I mean, he's kind of like altered beast, you know. So there's uh, there's some more to see here of Mike. Former Navy SEAL proposition for you, kid. There's some. There's a there's a fight ring happening in her fucking like TGI Fridays. That's abandoned or something. This reveal. That is like a Mexican restaurant or something. I don't. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, was the restaurant? But there's a valet service. There was a valet. That's class, class, people. Valet. Right. CJ. What's going on with CJ? Well, she is deep in the fucking cock smog that Elaine Duchet is admitting, and she's on the <laughs> beach. She's do. She's like, "Come to me like a serpent, you fucking whore!" He's spitting on her and all this, all this yeah, French guy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and she's loving it. She is totally. She's lost in the smog. That's this right. is an eclair. Suck the cream out. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, very, very tasteful. Yes. And so she's back at her booth now. She's on her lifeguarding duty. Yeah. She's just looking out into the ocean. She's used to looking middle ground, you know, and not watching the see if people are drowning. She's looking far down. <laughs> well, you have to look out for like jaws, like those kind of attacks. Yeah. Like there could be a, a kid in, on, a, on a raft or something, like way out there. Yeah. Uh, where she should be looking, you know, she's the lifeguard. Yeah, she's, know, she's already you. guarding the lives that are beneath her. Right. You know, so she doesn't and need people to look drowned, down. but no one got attacked by a shark That's that right. day. So, so yeah. That's well. So uh, Mitch shows up in his best dress, uh, sweatpants. That's and right. And he's just like, 
CJ, what's going on? You're not paying attention to your job. Yeah. And she's like, well, I just don't know. I, I think I'm in love with this greasy French guy. <sighs> what should I do, Mitch? Tell me what to do. I'm just a dumb blonde. I can't think for myself. And he's just like... He's... I, I wish we got an answer right there, but Murray, this is television. Right. So we, we need a commercial a, break? We need a commercial break. All right. Now Mike is bringing him to the, uh, to, to the restaurant slash fucking... <laughs> you know, I've, I've often said, uh, Paul, my dream has become rich enough that I can have people fight to the death for my amusement. And I'm not digging this fucking layout, man. This is some fucking bargain basement shit. This is mud show, as Jim Cornette would say. Yeah, this could have been. I feel I agree. I mean, it could have been something um, probably easier to shoot. I don't know. Just something there was more no exotic. gyms available. They had to, or do you think that was a conscious choice? Like the director's like, no, we have to film in a restaurant. What's going on? No, I think it's bullshit because um, it's probably just something that was available to them. I feel like either in a pinch or something they just needed to use for whatever other reason but yeah i thought it was a, a uninspiring kind of arena to see where this is all gonna culminate i mean because despite, you know go ahead despite it being like a really fucking shitty arena if he wanted to or not he fucking went with it because we get shots yeah. all around it. We're going into the kitchen of the place. The kitchen is the locker room. Yes. This is where people suit up and get treated for wounds and they, yeah. they get wounds treated. Is like on a fucking table that they cut up, you know, some tacos on earlier that night or morning or whenever these fights take place. Yeah, I don't know. It's I I guess they just wanted maybe a different setting for that secondary fight. But I agree. I mean I I didn't like the I thought that was all kind of anticlimactic and very unbelievable to see took you out of it you know Mitch Buchanan or Mitch Buchanan get the upper hand but I know we're not there yet so. <laughs> all right so we're we like you said everyone's warming up for the big tournament I guess it's going to happen at this restaurant and in the kitchen yeah Summer's there with her man Steve the love of her life and she's stressed out. Then this is the one time he loses the top hat and tails. I'm talking about Abaddon. Abaddon. He comes in. All right. He's got the fucking uh, T-shirt tucked in the sweatpants look. <laughs> to, to make it even more insulting to me, he's wearing a T-shirt, and he fucking cuffs his sleeves of his T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who does that? You think, yeah, that was, the you think Abaddon said, like, my character would do that, so I'm going to do that? Um, yes and no. Yeah, I feel like that was just the style in the early '90s, and no, that wasn't. What are you talking? About? I've never <laughs> seen anyone cuff a t-shirt. When did you go to Newport? Oh, you're right. Out? I've never been to Newport. He's got right. us every time you know, we try to push that back beach out culture. Newport, we just don't get it. Here. We just don't get uh, it. Newport Island, right there. It's got more banana stands than you could imagine. <laughs> and he goes. Hey there, you look over banana stands at that. Sorry, go ahead. You're looking pretty good there, kid. And you're gonna have to be good because you're fighting me. And, and we see the fucking dread go over. Like, what does Steve know about Mike? Nobody. Fighting? We've never seen 
Well, we know that he trained under Mitch, which Who makes is a Navy SEAL, which means he's pretty badass. And Mike is also a Navy SEAL, so clearly he's hiding something under those sleeves he rolled up. Not and muscles, but it's, yeah, <laughs> it's something. Uh, and like we talked about, what would we do if we saw Lauren Avedon? Of course, he's six foot four. We learned that now. But yeah. the first thing, according, see, according to a guy who really wants to put uh, Lord Avon over, over. Yeah, we're gonna we're true. gonna check this for the, for the fucking true. stats later. All right. All right, we'll put Mattingly on yeah. that one. Yeah, uh, please do. But I, I mean, for Steve, it's like he's a fighter. You think he'd be like, I'm living in my fucking car. I'm winning every dime I can in the ring. But instead, he's like, you want me to fight you? There's no way. I'm out of here. And he's like, oh, no, baby boy, slapping him on the face. Let me tell you, sugar cheeks. Well, the only way you're getting out of this is if you find me a new opponent. The plan is un being unveiled. It's oh, the whole thing to get Mitch involved. Of That's course. Right. That's right. Talking right. about Mitch. Pull back the curtain Mitch, again. They're breaking out that Pilates. They're fucking... Uh, Matt, he's he's working up a sweat, getting that core all nice and tight, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna tell you because he was like, what is up with you and this Mike guy? Well, I'm gonna tell you what's up with me and this Mike guy. He destroyed a guy in a fight once, murdered him, Just annihilated him, and I back when we were in the service, and oh, I yeah. told on him. I said that is not acceptable. You cannot murder your fellow soldiers. Okay, see right there. Who is the cooler, more relatable character to the core audience? The stooge, the you know what I mean, dork or you know, kind of the the rogue military karate expert. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Your whole thing was Evidence a nerd, and that's why he's relatable. And now you're like, no, Evidence a murderous fucking <laughs> psychopath. That's why he's more relatable. Which well, no, it? just you know, uh, kind of has the edge to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas <laughs> Mitch is kind of like that pre-Karen neighbor, possibly. You know, if he gets on your bad side or, or you get on his bad side, yeah, I don't know. There's something I like Mitch Buchanan. I think he's a good man, very honest character. But you know. <sighs> I don't know. There's... I wouldn't be doing Pilates with Mitch. I'll give you that much. Well, it got it got Mike dishonorably discharged from the Navy, and that's why he got beef with Mitch. And right. you know, hey, mind your, mind your business, Mitch. Mind your business. Right, this is a, maybe this was a, a gentleman's agreement. They were like, "Hey, fight to the death." Could have been. We don't know. Yeah. All right. Good. So we go. We go back to the uh, restaurant slash death pit. And Mitch, I, I guess uh, Summer went to Mitch, tell him that. Oh no, I thought they called him up, and Avedon just tells him, "Bruno's one." I, this place is so famous for their underground fights. Bruno's his name of the <laughs> restaurant. He just says Bruno's one hour, Mitch, match of the century. Hangs up on him. That's all I would need to go match of the century if you don't want to miss out on that. Did we introduce that. Bruno yet? Because uh, if that's who I think, I can't remember the character name, but is he the proprietor? Yes. Of the oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. he was. Yeah. He's, so, got yeah. The, he's got the Seagal ponytail. Nice. Yeah. That's a classic. He's, I don't remember the ponytail part, but I guess it's because he didn't. Yeah. But yeah, if that's who I think, I think that's Kamel Krifa, right? So that's who played Tong Po in Kickboxer 4. Oh shit! <laughs> so and he's also it wasn't the, uh, the he original. was in uh, Double Impact. 
All he's I remember the pretender from, who gets his neck slit from the Spurs or whatever. All I remember from Kickboxer Four was that a borderline offensive prosthetics they had. It was yeah. was it even prosthetics or just a mask that's glued to his face? Oh, it was both, I believe. Yeah, I think it's both. Yeah, I think was, I I think they shot that movie in like a week or two weeks or something, believe, like just yeah. the very last minute. Yeah, because it yeah, just took place, place, took place, place like his face. state, right? It was like a, I remember it was like uh, a it was in place in like Mexico. But I'm pretty sure they shot it in some yeah. desert somewhere out Southern California. Well, Mitch arrives Where at Bruno's, and you yeah. see Steve being pummeled by Avedon. Sure enough, Avedon really was hiding something under those rolled sleeves, and he's and sporting the Atomics pants, which was, you know, those are the. The boots, the wrestling boots and shoes. Oh, yeah. Choice yeah. for a lot of wrestlers, but Atomics was blowing up at that point. And if you see other martial arts films, I want to say they were featured as well in uh, one of y'all's favorite super fights with another goofy white martial oh. arts lead type guy. But that, but yeah. he was so like, what, what was that? He looks like that guy in Blues Clues or something. Um no, he he was he was worse than Avedon. I'll give you that. that yeah, guy. and I think that's why he you didn't really like see him like all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, he reminded me of like, um, is it Dean Bahar? No, the guy who played like Chota Boy and uh, Orgasmo and oh, um, you're talking about from Orgasmo. I've seen that cover so many times at the Hollywood. Yeah, movie. he's he's one of the South Park. I'm trying to remember his name, but. Yeah, I agree that that actor, and I like that movie. I love Super Fights, and I, you know, I think I was the one that told you guys about it, just in terms yeah, of. Yeah, you did. Yep. Check this out. It's goofy, and it's, you know, yeah. So, and then you guys still need to watch King and the Kickboxers Two, American Shaolin. It's yeah. true. I just found that on VHS at that store. I didn't think to buy it though. Well, probably. Find uh, it. Oh, it's got to be on YouTube or yeah, something. Yeah, it's probably online somewhere. So, it, it's a gem. So uh, he's about ready to snap Steve's leg when Mitch stop! I will fight you. And then <laughs> Steve <laughs> gets kicked in the neck. I don't remember that. Yeah, fucking Abaddon gets on the edge of the ring, the hardest part of the ring. <laughs> And fucking kick Steve in the back of the neck as he's getting out. Like, Avedon is going all full in. Full heel. Heel. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's a Fuck Steve. I think this is interesting. Well, we, I think we all agree with that. Think about Steve. this, though. What was Mitch's tip to Matt? God, I hate these names. I hate trying to remember them all. <laughs> yeah. Sticking like old Navy commercial or something. His other move. When he was rest, when he was fighting and kickboxing Steve, he told him, "Get him mad, get him off his game." Oh yeah. And now it's coming back to bite him because what is Matt or uh, <laughs> Mitch? Come on, Mitch, Matt, no. Mike. Mike. So good. Mike, what was Mike's? Mike overheard it, and now Mike is getting to Mitch by beating the shit out of Steve to get him mad. It's coming back. Okay. I, I hate yeah. how far and long it took to get that point across. So, okay. So, here we go. We got uh, Avedon in those atomics uh, sweatpants pulled up to his nipples. We got 
uh, Mitch. They're more of just like a martial arts pants. They're not exactly sweatpants. I mean, I'm sure they made a sweatpant variant, but, you know, they're, yeah, okay. cotton polyester blend. Well, I know Mitch is definitely wearing sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. Socks. He doesn't and wear he has, it's, He's wearing like a champion shirt. It's, yep. like, it's like a poncho. It's so billowy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. He's yeah. a burly He's a burly guy, though, you know? I mean, you know who's, but the only person burlier than him? His stuntman. Because his stuntman does <laughs> half these. Fu- it's, like, it's like Shatner and Star Trek level bad stunts <laughs> guy. But the stuntman's doing great. He's, he you is. know. Yeah. Get a couple well, of reactions. I mean, I guess that kind of just answers this whole debate, doesn't it? But the man himself, Hasselhoff, couldn't do the job himself. He's no. an actor. Fuck no. Do you flip the camera, you see Mr. Abbott on there as the yep. mysterious, shady, evil Mike. And he can do all his own stuff. You don't see a double there. No. Everything's in camera. And I could never see uh, Hasselhoff doing Mr. Peanut. So yeah. I, you're, you're turning me, dude. <laughs> you're, you're turning me. Oh, yeah. He just didn't yeah. get enough chances in terms of doing these villain roles. He did a couple of villain roles or villain roles later. I don't um, know. I'd be curious to see what y'all think. But I don't think the movie qualities are as, you know, they're not as good in production value and stuff. They're good films. They're fun. But yeah. So they're going back and forth, but at, at this point, Mitch is getting his ass kicked. But is he rope doping? Is he doing a Rocky? Is you Might know, be. yeah, semi Hulk Hogan. You know, we're 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 gonna see a Hulk up here, aren't as we? Far, at some point, well, yeah, because Mitch does the Superman punch. Yeah, as far as we know, yeah. too, Mitch could have been betting on himself and getting the crowd to you know getting the wages in his favor. Whoa. The odds in his favor and are against him, I guess you could say. I think the odds are definitely in his favor that he might have even been, excuse me for going out on a limb here, but Mitch Buchanan might have possibly been the person to introduce the Superman punch in a fighting semi, you know, simulated fight, but in a fighting uh, scenario. And he might be the one, everyone with these MMA boners and all this other bullshit that they have him to thank. I mean, can y'all think of a Superman punch done? Well, uh, I, I guess it would be Superman. But, <laughs> but no, I don't. Superman punches upwards and keeps going because he can fly. But every Superman punch happens kind of on the apex of the jump, right as you're about to start coming down. So you have that downwards force. So what um, you're saying is like, we should rename it the Hasselhoff punch. <laughs> we should name it the Mitch. Punch. I think the Buchanan punch or the Mitch punch or something, you know, something. I think there's something there. I think it's got legs, I, tripod I, legs from the beginning. Well, for the first time, Mike is scared. He felt the power of the Mitch punch, the Mitch slap. And yeah. so they, they go to opposing corner. Seal slap. And this is where the, Mitch's stuntman turns it on because <laughs> he, he gives him a fucking lariat fucking clothesline <laughs> and it's the worst they do uh, it in slow motion so you can totally see it's the stunt man it looks hard that, it's that's all... that 90s style right where it's like yeah. it replays this thing from different angles in slow motion and yeah it's great and you're right uh griff because the money just gets thrown at mitch because you he faked everybody out he did rope-a-doped everybody yeah so he won he's like i don't need the money I'm I'm moonlighting as a private eye. I make tons of money. 
Give send, this to a, send this to a, a shelter. No, hey, Steve. Steve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, same thing, I guess. <laughs> right. Right. He takes it to the back. <laughs> the shelter won't even take Steve. This is, like, no. this yeah. is yeah. Like, no. where I, uh, we learned that they do all the dressing. This is the locker room. This is every room is the kitchen. Because Mitch goes back with all that money he had thrown at him. And he's like, I don't need this. But you clearly need this. And I don't want you to keep kickboxing in these shady tournaments anymore. I want you to figure yeah. out your life. You're already just... brain dead. Come on. Yeah. Think about it. Come on. So, yeah, then what was that happens? I'm not so done yet, Pelly. Mike shows up again. <laughs> this he... fight can't end. At the... no. It's got to start in the bowels of the building again. Right. The bowels of the building. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, and uh, Mike has a stooge who doesn't deserve a name, but he's got the floppy parted down the middle hair yes. with the fucking hoop earring. He could have been Matt for all we know. Right. Just switch. Uh, I remember this guy. It was like a secondary bad guy he threw yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, he was evil Matt. You're right. Uh, evil Matt. And he's holding Summer, but Summer like gets out. Like Steve comes in. I don't know, but Summer grabs a cast iron fucking pan and hits him over the head with murders it. him. Oh, murders that's him. right. Yeah, dead. Yeah. Mike and Mitch are going at it, mano a mano, pummeling each other. Somehow, uh, Mike comes up with those fucking sticks. What are those sticks called? Those fighting sticks. Uh, like comma sticks or like comma, uh, right. yeah, comma. Yeah, sticks. I but, think Mitch just snaps a broomstick or some shit because he's like. So they're going back and forth, and this hey, this is all Hasselhoff because he's facing <laughs> the camera. So he's like, "No, I got this." I think you're thinking of Tonfas. That, yeah, that Tompas, yeah. <laughs> They're going back and but forth. Batons in some some realm. Okay, go ahead. Mitch Sorry. ultimately wins though, because well, he, they fight on a stove. Yeah. So <laughs> Mitch is pinned on a stove because they're in a kitchen. This is why they, they this is for this spot right here. Yeah. They try this the whole face thing. Burn tease. Yep. Yeah, it because because was... yeah because uh Matt Mike's got <laughs> Mike got Mitch. Slammed up against the stove. Mitch is struggling. Grabs the fucking burner. It just explodes in like a flame. <laughs> like the gas has been running for a while. It just explodes out. Burns two faces fucking Mike. He's fucking annihilated. And then he grabs <sighs> he grabs Mike and throws him into a giant scale. And it says 99 pounds. Ah. Mitch has a yeah. That's yeah. what I call dead weight. That's the last oh. we'll ever. <laughs> That's his. He says that, right? Is that? Yeah, he does. Yeah. It's so yep. good, man. Oh. <laughs> That's the last we'll see. What an happen. epic episode! I'll give him that. That's good. All That's right, we're good. back on the beach. Alain Duche is waiting to take CJ off to Puerto Rico for for the shoot. She's going to become the next biggest model in the world, but she's still conflicted. She's like, I still feel responsible for everyone on this beach. And he's just like, fuck these people. We got to get to Puerto Rico. We're taking a boat. And then we see a little girl off in the mid distance drowning. And Elaine, he's just like, fuck her. Let her die. Yeah. That's her right. death. Yeah. And she's huh? like, I can't do that. I was born to be a lifeguard. And she The Americans are so weak. Yeah. There's a exactly. girl drowning. Yeah. But I'm drowning in my love for you. Right. Which she ignores. She She's is. selfish. Yeah. And so, 
dare yeah. she? Yeah, you're right. Elaine Duche deserves better respect. <laughs> she goes to probably he's a renowned international photographer. Right. But she goes to save his brat. What's this little girl going to do for CJ? What's she going to do That's for her? Yeah. That's you know, it's just it's like a girl. Just... You know what she does? She scratches that beautiful face. That's right. While she's trying to rescue her. She makes her life worse. Right. And she gets back to, she's like, all right, Alan, I, I saved the girl. We can go now. What? Your beautiful face. You got the scratches. I may, I could maybe do some like Tongpo level prosthetics to cover it up. You take pressure for her. <laughs> and he's just like, you're an idiot. Don't throw your life away on a beach. And she's like, you know what? The greatest model is a role model. I don't need you, Elaine. Walk. That's All right. those are good lines. This is good drama here. I'm you glad know? you said that because I was making those lines up. I should be right. Uh, you should actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask you, I was like, is that really this is I need to go back and watch this actually. I actually need to watch this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God. I appreciate that. Yeah. This is why we're the best action movie podcast on the internet. We'll give you YouTube. Yeah, you Because we're universally hated on YouTube. So we'll give you that. <laughs> we are the bad guys. Universally of- hated. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And if we get any comment, it's just negative. So, <laughs> so all right. <laughs> it's true. So, all right. So uh, we got to have our final scene where we wrap everything up. Yeah. We all know this from TV, the big wrap up. We learned that Mitch is going to train Steve to fight because even though Steve, every fight we saw besides the one with Avedon, he's destroying everybody. Right. We still need Mitch. What's his weakness? Uh, Lauren Avedon? Because that's the only person who really beat him. Right. Yeah, he's pretty convincing. (laughs) We found him an apartment, so he's got a place to stay. He doesn't have to stay in a car anymore. Yeah. CJ is kind. She loved Elaine. It's the love of her life. So she's still kind of distraught. So what do you do when you see a friend in uh, distraught and in pain? You razz them. Yeah. So they start going. They they go. Hey, maybe she'd take it out on the old heavyweight here. Which was it full of this like rags? It was like the it was like the un, the least heaviest heavy bag I've ever fucking seen. It's pretty limp. But we get some sweet. We get CJ does some sweet Stan Lane kicks on that thing. And we just have a good laugh. That was good. And episode. Was the break room gym at the end? Oh, it was that tiny little break room gym with the bagels and the Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was so cramped. Uh, Well, initially, I didn't like the episode because I didn't like the... Just It's like when you see somebody kind of dumbing themselves down for the sake of the, the style and the character. It's... It's a letdown when you see someone with the skill and talent and ability and kind of off offshoot charisma yeah. in a goofy kind of charming way. You hope to see a lot more of that used to. Word, I wouldn't use this crap. Avidot is charming. I'm sorry. There's some goofy do. charming, but that's that's again that's the style of those seasonal films that I was talking about. Oh yeah. We love, I mean, we thank you for, I mean, putting those into our life. We love those movies. Blood Blood Moon's one of our most popular episodes. Blood Moon's pretty awesome. Right. So, there's a, you know, Gary Daniels, the lead of that one. So, yeah. Great action scenes in that one. Interesting characters in that one. Interesting acting. Very strange ending. Interesting pieces of a computer. (laughs) Oh God. But they got, 
they got us computer people down with the hot dogs. We always keep nine hot dogs above our computer. Yes. And the piss buckets. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Piss, piss thermos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After hacking, you can't stop. You can't stop. Right. And the oh. Riddler. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Frank Gorshin. You're right. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, hey, Paul. Well, I, we're gonna always, we're never gonna agree on Abaddon, but that we don't want that to never. turn. Never. Come on. Well, <laughs> you know, we don't always have to agree on stuff. That's the that's the mark of a real friendship. Right. We can right. we can have fucking disagreements, but still we can be friends. Yeah. Because we know we love you, Paul. We appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you we leaving the kickboxing beach, even yeah. though you got to go back there t- tomorrow morning. Yeah. So you know, I can tell it. Back tonight and help clean up. Yeah, oh, I could tell he's like, I gotta go do some fucking podcast with some jabronis, but I it's, <laughs> a great, it's their birthday, so I'm gonna do it for him. So we appreciate that, Paul. Oh man, it's my know. pleasure, guys. And we would love to have you on, but I think you're gonna be saving all your favorite movies for your show, right? You're not gonna no, be- not necessarily. I mean, you know, that's uh obviously it's yeah, that's more of a collaboration. So we kind of make suggestions and somewhat take turns and this, you know, so it's, um, we also have to both have access to the the thing so we can give our whatever thoughts on it. But yeah, we'll see if we can sneak you in on something then. Something we can all get our hands on. I want to do super fun. Yeah. Super fun to be great. I would love to do that with you guys. And, King of the Kickboxers 2, I'm telling you, American Shaolin. It's, you know, I think it's the debut film for uh, Daniel Day Kim. And, um, yeah, just a real fun, epic journey. Well, Paul, you never let us wrong when it comes to the movies. Never. This one has a good musical number, too, on it. Like, oh, so, I'm scared. Like a... <laughs> A singing scene. Okay. But it's real But try, would I lead you astray? Don't think, no. you know, singing in the rain or any of this other, you know, big Hollywood production stuff. It's just, there is a, there is a fun song played, <laughs> sung by the characters in this movie. In one scene, don't worry, it's not like a musical. <laughs> okay. Well, one of our favorite songs is sang in a Chuck Norris movie, Sue Manchu, of course. Right. So. And she sings Rod Stewart's classic, Do yeah. You Think I'm Sexy? <laughs> <laughs> so oh, hey man. hey if there's any like michigan wrestling promotions out there listening give fucking no. paul paul call up we want to meet paul yeah, i would love to seriously i might be up there sometime in may i'll Will definitely you let, let you guys know um oh. yeah i need to double check on that i should probably start working out again too so but <laughs> yeah book is it book Paul London? I think it's book Paul London at Gmail. Yeah, it should be that. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll we'll put a link in our uh, in our. Uh... I don't know if it's like book P London, but I'm pretty sure P it's London. book Paul London. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, book Paul London All at right. Gmail. <laughs> it doesn't go to me. I don't know. I'm just I'm just a cheap advertisement. I'll see which one actually works. <laughs> And we'll yeah. put that thing. We'll put it on YouTube that no one will listen to. And, uh... <laughs> hey, come on. We'll have more listeners than they had at that underground fight. 
that was one thing I was going to say was, I mean, how hard is it to just, I think it's just getting your hands on extras, like a bunch of extras and dressing them up to look yeah. like, like rich people. And then you have. It's supposed to be could, rich. Well, I mean, I think if it's underground, then it's like high stakes, high dollar. You know, people can die here and nobody knows about it. this is real underground shit. These are these are esteemed people. Yeah. Um, trying to maintain their identity. But they want to look the part as well, so they're fucking dressed to the nines and well, it's yeah, what you, you have in Lionheart, you know, with like the garage scene and obviously like the mansion scene at the end and Unlike the pool the pool too. scene to an extent. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. blood sport, you know, you had the share of its weaselly money people as well. So yeah. Bloodsport 2 had the exact opposite. They all look like they were hobo people. <laughs> like, when you're work. done building wow. this set, you're all going to be just spectators in the crowd on this show. <laughs> yeah, all right, no, it's, a, it's a pleasure, man. It's always fun, and thanks, thanks for uh, kind of guiding my visual through the scenes as well, because um, I do need to watch it again. It's been a little bit of time. I've watched part of it, but yeah, it's a fun display of Avedon's uh, heelish his range. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's a good heel. in terms of his martial arts prowess, yeah, look up you know the films that he did with seasonal, and that's pretty incredible stuff. And I think also he was maybe twenty or twenty one, um, maybe twenty two at the oldest when he did uh, King of the Kickboxers two. So you think of him from like a 22-year-old's perspective, and that's being generous. I mean, early 20s, but like you're all of a sudden flying to Thailand, you know, a week or a week and a half after getting this crazy phone call and doing an audition and then getting invited to fly to Thailand. Like all this is going on within like a week and a half, maybe. Right. And you're shooting this crazy Hong Kong picture with all these great, you know, fighters and names and the best stunt people in the industry. And, and then super menacing uh set at them like you're talking about with the real well, that's, king of the, that's king of the kickboxers oh, yeah, no, i'm talking about yeah, no treat no sooner but that you know but that's also the debut of Mateus hughes he went to the same uh kind of audition setup i don't know how i mean i'm not sure how he would have how they found him or whatever but either way but i think he was like putting his picture up at like golds too like he was entrenched in that kind of golds gym and he still is culture with like Schwarzenegger and those guys. Um Mateus Hughes is awesome. But that's who they found to kind of replace the the Van Damme character. Even though Kurt McKinney and Van Damme were going to play completely different characters, but they were both going to be in the sequel to their own movie. Sorry, I'm just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to useless <laughs> crap. <laughs> we, we, just, we just had a long day of recording, so we're poor. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> you guys, let's, let's, uh, let's talk Super Fights or King of Kickboxers 2, American Shaolin sometime soon. Hell yeah. We'll have you back on, of course, if we can find you. You have time. You're so yeah. busy right now. And, uh, uh, you never know. You have given us two very huge movies for us that we've enjoyed immensely so we can't wait to dive in any other recommendations you will enjoy you super fights the guy the lead guy uh, is like a plays it like a five-year-old <laughs> yeah. yeah and you, and you get to see it. rob van dam get jobbed out again right like, right right oh was rob van dam and the gary D in blood moon done yeah, yeah he's, he's in blood moon as well he's in this and chuck jeffries is in both of those films as well nice. he plays kind of the, he's a great martial artist as well he plays the kind of like I don't know Walmart brand of Eddie Murphy or oh yeah that's not fair but he plays 
he's very Eddie Murphy esque. You know, he could tell like that was where they're going with it. Um, some All good right. stuff at Walmart though. It's not like a knock <laughs> by any means. Great value. There we go. Great, great value. Great value. And if you can find these weird tapes uh, out there for a dollar at flea markets, yeah, that's a great value too. Yeah, but, that's true. But anyways, everybody, this has been, of course, another tippy tap, beautiful episode. Not a cop in a field. It's been a while since we didn't we did a tippy tap that wasn't a cop in a field. Yeah. But hopefully, we'll hear from Paul again in the future. And until next time, I'm listening.